I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me today, two gentlemen, Paul Tamala, Head of Industry and Regulatory Affairs for Nastra, and Craig Wellman, Managing Director of Financial Services for Microsoft. Our topic for today, the UK's new payments architecture. The number of banking payments processed via the current faster payment service grew by 23% from 2020 to 2021, reaching 3.6 billion. That number is predicted to continue to rise. That is our background to the coming of the new payments architecture. If I could start with you, Paul of Finastra, what are you doing to get ready for this? And why do we need it, apart from the statement I've just made? <laughs> it's actually pretty long answer, but I'll try and be pretty short about it. The truth of the matter is been working on this for seven, eight years. I was privileged um, to work on the publishing of the Payment Strategy Forum, which came out in 2015, which was at that time looking at the detriments of payments in the UK society. So all the things that are wrong, what are we? What would we like to try and address? And this is effectively the build out of that program of work, albeit some seven years later than we would have liked. Underneath it all is effectively the digitalization of UK payments. And with that comes the replacement effectively of what we now know as real-time real payments and at some point what is BACS. So effectively, everything will move into a digital era. Everything will be moving effectively in real time. So digitalization of everything we know in the UK from a payments point of view. And this is happening in 2024 at least according to the current timeline. That is correct, yes. I saw perhaps a slightly cynical smile on your face there, Craig. Is it something that you'd like to comment on at this stage or not? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, just that we're all excited about this and, you know, hoping that the, the change stays on track and, and actually is accelerated. I, I think I'm sure we'll talk about it more broadly, but I, I actually think it's... A fabulous opportunity for for consumers and enterprise and, and for the industry really so looking forward to that well what is it that you're doing as microsoft and and i guess specifically microsoft azure to facilitate this thinking about the opportunity it's a modernization as as paul said and whether that's from a fraud or, or speed or flexibility or really just welcoming new entrants into the market. It creates a whole new environment for enterprise consumer and, and for businesses to work in. Over the last few years, we've been gearing up through partnerships and our direct engagements with the industry on doing something we call pivot to industry, learning more about customers and, and really trying to understand how our technology translates to their, their own ambitions. And in something as critical as Payments are in kind of, you know, mainframe computing type environments. More traditionally, we're focusing our efforts on, on being ready for those transformations. And that there are some quite significant modernizations like this one that are now just around the corner. What we're seeing actually is that organizations are ambitious in wanting to digitize. And in many occasions, that, may, that, that means moving to cloud and leveraging Microsoft's Azure platforms and partnerships not always, but, you know, we're on, on hand to support with that journey forward. Well, speaking of moving to the cloud, this is what Finastra itself is actually doing with its solutions that are getting ready for the new payments architecture. The other thing that's happening, of course, is that we have the ISO 20022 
change in financial messaging. Where do you stand, or where do your solutions stand with all these changes, Paul? I'm sure the industry has been well-versed on ISO 20022. We've been asking for it for some 12 years. We now have it. We have inherently embedded ISO into our products. And we believe that it's another way of trying to be truly sticky with the bank's customers, whether it's a citizen, whether it's a corporate, because the amount of data that you can pass through in a very structured way allows you to effectively fire and forget a message. Whereas at the moment, everything gets bounced back, it's checked, it's double checked. Well, ISO is really about keeping the end customer's promises. Here's the data, here's everything you need, please process it. That has been something that we've been working on, as I say, for the last 12 years. It's inherent in all of our products. And we think over time, because I think it's a bigger change than people originally thought, it will be much larger than many of the other things that happen in the industry. But it will take a lot of time because the processes from the customer side, the end, the end client, if you will, a, you know, a corporate client, for instance, and the bank, both of them need to be able to change to take benefit from ISO. So we're ready. We're ready to go. Our platforms are there to take benefit. It'll be about the building it out by the bank and mm -hmm. the end user to get it to really work. Well, in theory, we've got this happening this year, the ISO 20022, and then the new payments architecture in 2024. One question I will ask you is, will customers, the individuals, the citizens you mentioned, the corporates you mentioned, corporates maybe, but will the individual consumer actually notice or will they just see payments going through faster and thinking, oh, that's handy? I think the answer to that is, from a citizen's point of view, probably very little. Now, obviously, when they integrate into, for instance, a utility bill, paying a phone bill, or you know, there will be better data that will be used there. And when the government is sending data back to a citizen, they will see benefit there. But really, you know, ISO is is really beneficial to the corporate client and the corporate client's client. And if you think about the long chain that goes on behind that, sharing that information will make that supply chain of data really powerful. For you and me, buying a cup of coffee, probably not so. Craig? Just to underline something on ISO, really, you know, security and trust is so important in this industry, as we know. And as we go through this transformation, whether you think about the projects to transform or, the, or the, ultimately for the outcomes of new platforms, it, it's about reassuring the citizen and the enterprise that, you know, the platforms are resilient and, and protected and, you know, they can be sure that their data and the uh, authenticity of the payment, et cetera, are, are looked after and protected as well. I think, I mean, just one other thing to add to that, you know, the will the citizen really notice it if you're tapping out for a cup of coffee probably not you know that that transaction is already quite efficient if you think about the availability of new entrants and new products in the payments market which we're already starting to see expand when you think about embedded finance or buy now pay later we're going to see more competition there which is good we're going to see new entrants and an iso in particular is, is a way to underscore some of what i talked about before in terms of the platforms and the security and the trust around them so i think it it gives us an ecosystem for new entrants and existing ones to operate in that, that's understood and carefully contained whilst allowing new competitors in you've used one word that i'm going to come back to and I didn't hear the other word, but I heard 
the impact of the other word and the two words I'm talking about are security and scalability. And that's the bottom line for using a cloud infrastructure, security and scalability. It needs to be secure and it should be scalable because if it's not, why am I bothering? Yeah, completely. I mean, I just to comment on that from a security point of view, you know, it's and and I'm sure other partners and vendors in this space would say the same. We we, we spend a, an inordinate amount of money each year securing the network and the infrastructure and the servers and everything else that our our cloud runs on. We have to from a regulatory and compliance point of view, but to to win and gain and keep the trust of our partners and, and customers that use the service. So that that's a given. That's a start point for us. I think the, the scalability of, of cloud, I don't call it infinite, but versus traditional means of running IT infrastructure is, you know, a much more scalable and in more challenged economic times, you know, given cloud was born out of the last difficult economic period that we came through, you know, 15 years ago. We know very that there's polite. the ability. <laughs> we know that there's the ability to turn up and down more easily than you would do in a, a traditional environment. So I think customers that have made that big leap have now got that flexibility and, and agility at their fingertips. And just the other thing that I would say on it is scale isn't necessarily all about running infrastructure and the volume of new projects or reduced number of projects. It's also about the way you scale the information and the learnings that you get through the business you run and in payments data what you can understand and help the, the consumer with in terms of the way they behave and their preferences, et cetera, are, you know, there are infinite number of new learnings that you can gain in a cloud environment because we're able to correlate data and, and ultimately, you know, put new capabilities in. And taking that back to where Finastra sits, how does that benefit you? How does that benefit your clients, the banks, Paul? Well, what we've seen you know, is you know, faster payments in the UK, as you reference, soon to be replaced by NPA. That's been growing compound 23% year on year. And that's been in place now since, what, 2010. Compound payments are growing at 8%. So either, either which way around the world, or specifically here in the UK, this will grow. And any new system that gets implemented needs to start at some point in a much more platform-oriented way. And that's what we're seeing that our clients are saying. They want something that is actually compliant, out of the box, stable, and can be scaled at the way that they want to go, effectively on a pay-as-you-go methodology. And that's what we're physically delivering. And cloud enables us to create a standardized solution that of course is kept evergreen because these things will change 25 26 they will come along and change we will make sure they are evergreen because we will update them in the cloud when you want to use them more you can just pay slightly more and you will consume more and effectively the that is a pay-as-you-go standardized model that we will deliver with payments to go that's our simple answer to the opportunity that's in front of us and it is a big one but it's a very powerful one we've been working on for a long time now. Well, it's it's actually not just about payments. There is, there's a whole host of things that companies like yours, it's because you're not the only one in, in the game, but software as a service providers are offering all sorts of plugins, bolt-ons, solutions to specific issues within the financial services industry. That's absolutely right. I and mean, I think one of the things that we spotted very early on and our company spotted very early on was the fact that 
you need to have the infrastructure that allows other people to plug and play. And we created mm -hmm. something called FFDC. And FFDC is our methodology, which says, hey, if you want to add in XYZ fraud utility, here's how you do it. If you want to do a different one, here's how you do it. If you want to add in AML sanctions checking or what have you, you can just plug them in. And that used to take years and years of testing. Now we're saying, hey, this is weeks of just plugging them in getting them up and ready. And if you want to change them, guess what? You can actually change them pretty quickly as well. So it's the, it's the concept of the, uh, you know, it's a concept of the overall platform and how you can add to it that we've been working on. And this is just one example of it, bringing it here to the UK. We've done it all around the world. What Paul's just described is exactly what Microsoft is offering one stage up. Yeah, 100%. I think the the flexibility of the cloud, the agility, and let, let's not kid ourselves, the required change from a skilling cultural perspective, from a, how you develop apps, how you partner with SaaS providers, that will require some evolution for, for the industry. But I mean, I, I've been with the company five years, and in, even in that short time, there's been quite a sea change, actually, in, in the appetite of the industry to, to be cloud first. And actually, we're seeing even critical applications and partnerships like the one that we have with Finastra now being brought to the front of the queue for, for transformation, partly affected by some of the issues that we've talked about, the macro issues around, in this case, some, some you know changes going on and requirement to, to rethink infrastructure and how you deliver payments. And, and, and it's a good thing because going digital is, is the way forward. And cloud, I think, is a more flexible and agile way to accommodate that. The, the increase in the use of cloud-first readiness for for applications whether on a SaaS platform basis or just infrastructure basis has increased rapidly in the industry over over the last few years so i think it's an inevitability that from a payments point of view we're going to see the same craig wellman managing director of financial services for microsoft and paul tamala head of industry and regulatory affairs for finastra thank you very much <laughs>